joining us here at Stranger Things Have Happened. I know we've been away for a few weeks. I'm sorry about that. We had some life happen. and You know how that is. And as always, I am your host, Amanda. Here with me is Joel, co-host slash peanut gallery slash emotional support. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, and today I'm going to talk about the disappearance of the Jameson family. So the Jameson family was comprised of three people. That's 44-year-old Bobby, 40-year-old Sherilyn, and 6-year-old daughter Madison. They also had a small dog named Bee. And they were living in a small town in Oklahoma called Eufaula. And by small, I mean it has 3,000 people or possibly less. Very small town. Uh, it is about halfway between... Oklahoma City and the border of Arkansas, a little bit closer to Arkansas, but very lovely little small town. Never been, but you know, it's on a nice lake. Sure, that's nice. And they went missing in a town called Red Oak, Oklahoma, which was approximately 30 miles southeast of where they lived in Eufaula, which was an even smaller town, which was all about four blocks wide and four blocks high. So very out in the middle of nowhere. They went missing in early October of 2009 under some really strange circumstances. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about the family a little bit. And we are going to start with Sherilyn, the mother. Sherilyn had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and was not known to take her medication as she should, which I understand I don't even take my medication like I should. Sometimes it happens. She was known to suffer from bouts of depression, where she would sometimes write hate letters to her husband. I don't know if she ever gave them to him or if she just wrote them down and, you know, filed them away. I hope she didn't give them to him. That wouldn't be very nice. In July of 2009, her 12-year-old son, Colton, from a previous marriage, elected to live with his father, stating in court that his mother was very depressed and often acted strangely. She was not working and was receiving either disability or possibly welfare or both. Not sure how that works, but she was not making a great deal of money. When Colton moved in with his father, she was no longer able to receive child support income, which hurt the already financially struggling family. Bobby, the father, uh, in 2003 had suffered a terrible back injury and was no longer able to work. He was also receiving disability. Uh, In May 2009, few short months before their disappearance, Bobby had actually filed a civil suit against his father, Bob Dean, or Bob Sr. Bobby had been working at his father's gas station for free, believing he would receive half of all sales revenue, but Bob Sr. reneged on that promise. Bobby also filed a protection order against his father, saying Bob Sr. had allegedly threatened the family with violence several times. That order had been dropped, but the civil suit remained until the disappearance of the family. Uh, There was a time when Bobby's mother, Starlet, was living with them in their house in Eufaula because she was so afraid of Bob Sr. She'd actually placed uh, cameras around the house because she was so afraid of him. I feel like that is worth being noted. 
Also, it was said that Bob Sr. had ties to the Mexican Mafia. Don't know how true that was, but I guess. He died actually about two months after the family disappeared, leaving his entire estate to Madison, cutting out both his ex-wife and only son, in case you were wondering about what kind of person Bob Sr. really was. Holy crap, that sucks. <laughs> That's who was six at the time. In the months before their disappearance, a man named Kenneth Bellows had been living with the Jamesons in order to give them additional help around the house since Bobby was unable to do a lot of work and also to bring in a little bit extra income. In August, he discovered that Sherilyn was actually part Native American and a huge racially based argument broke out between the two while Bobby was gone. Sherilyn felt so threatened and afraid that she actually used her twenty two pistol to shoot a warning shot at the ground near his feet. Uh, he left and they did not speak again, but he was not considered a suspect in their disappearance due to having a solid alibi, but perhaps that story is indicative of the feelings of the population at large. It is Oklahoma. We do have some white people. We're also in a very heavily populated area with Native Americans. So I can see some, you know, Confederate flag flying motherfuckers. Not having a good time with that, but I don't know. No offense to Kenneth Bellows, I don't know. Maybe don't be a racist. Just a thought. Alright, another strange aspect of this case is that the Jamesons, and also Sherilyn's close friend Nikki, believed their house to be haunted. Madison, the daughter, had begun speaking to an imaginary friend named Emily. I guess to the extent that they were a little bit concerned, I get that. Definitely seen a lot of creepy things where kids are talking to imaginary friends. We've seen some movies, you know how it is. A satanic bible and a witch's bible were both found in the house. Whatever those mean, I don't even know what a witch's bible is, but supposedly it's a thing that exists. Uh, a local priest had actually gone on record saying that Bobby approached him asking if there were special bullets to kill a spirit. Sherilyn and her friend Nikki were known to hold seances in the house. And they both had a certain fascination with witchcraft and other occult things. Uh, Sherilyn seemed to take it a bit more seriously than Nikki, who kind of just thought it was fun. But Sherilyn did seem to take it a lot more seriously. Uh, she had also spray painted a message on the outside of a storage container that they had on their property that said, Witches don't like their black cats killed. Nikki, her friend, says it was because some of the Jameson's cats had been poisoned over the years and she did it to scare people away. Which, fair. Don't poison people's cats. Also, why were people poisoning their cats? That's never touched on again. I don't know. It could have been they worked on cars in the garage and they left the garage open the cat would go in there and eat the antifreeze. True. I mean, could be many things. Yeah, it could just be kids up to no good. Right. Was it drugs? According to the former sheriff, Latimer County, the meth is a huge problem in that area, but friends and family say that there was no possible way that Bobby and Sherilyn could have been doing meth. They were considered to be great parents to Madison, and I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't be a parent and also do meth. I don't really know what meth does. I would like to mention that uh, immediately preceding their disappearance, they were considered to be very thin and very gaunt. I don't know if that's meth. Maybe that could just be stress or not having a lot of money for food. It was noted. I don't know. It's crack. Crack. <laughs> uh, and Bobby had actually recently 
reported a meth lab to the local police a few months before their disappearance. So, um, there are some theories saying that they may be found a meth lab or stumbled into a drug deal, or they were perhaps doing some kind of one-time deal, but we don't know. And another theory is that it could have been murder-suicide. Uh, it was well known to friends and family of the Jamesons that they were suffering a great deal financially. It was also known that Sherilyn had her terrible depressive episodes where she would lash out at Bobby. And she did own a handgun. That was well known. So, the day of the disappearance. And it was an early October day, 2009, where Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison, and their little dog, Maisie, well, the dog didn't help pack, but the dog was involved. <laughs> they packed up their pickup truck and traveled again 30 miles southeast to Red Oak, Oklahoma. The family was planning on possibly purchasing a 40-acre plot of land. Uh, they were known to occasionally drive out to plots of land that were for sale and kind of daydream about living there and what it would be like. They were already kind of off the grid, as it were. And you follow. Um, they had pulled Madison out of school so she could be homeschooled. And they were known to want to kind of go off the grid and just live on a little house and be on their own. And again, the area around Red Oak is extremely sparse. Um, you just got some trees and some rolling hills. Uh, there is a park, a state park. What is it? Robbers Cave State Park. Um, where there's just really not a whole lot of anything. There's a lot of twisty, turny little roads um, that lead to what I believe are either little oil rigs or uh, natural gas wells. But there's nothing, there's nothing out there. It's just wilderness and twisty roads. But anyway, so they made it to Red Oak. They had a short meeting with an associate of the Landover to discuss the purchase. They walked around the land for a few minutes. And then they got back in the car. They drove a little further down the road, parked their truck, and were never seen again. Uh, in the abandoned truck, which was abandoned for nine days before it had been found. Uh, again, the Jameson family was kind of known for sort of dipping out every once in a while and not really communicating with people. So their family and friends were not hugely worried when they didn't hear from them for a while. But after nine days... I think they began to get a little concerned, but the truck was found by some hunters in the area who had seen it sitting there for several days. But in the abandoned truck was found the dog, Maisie. Don't worry, the dog lived. The dog was fine. Uh, but she was extremely dehydrated and malnourished, obviously, for having been left in the car. She was adopted out. Dog was fine. Gotta mention the dog was fine. Also found in the car was Bobby and Sherry's cell phones, a GPS unit, paper maps, Sherry's purse, both Sherry and Bobby's wallets, and $32,000 in straight-up cash in an envelope stuffed under the driver's seat. Which is obviously weird because remember, they were definitely having some financial issues, which kind of brings to question why were they going to buy a plot of land. But then again, they were known to just kind of look at land all the time without any real intention of buying it. So maybe it was just one of those things. The truck itself was in perfectly fine working order, had plenty of fuel and no sign of any kind of accident or other car trouble. 
There was no sign of struggle in or around the truck. There was no blood or broken glass. Though there was some trash around the truck, it was not considered to be suspicious trash. As the police tried to uncover what had happened to the Jamesons, they found more than a few strange things. One of the cell phones showed an outgoing call to voicemail on October 12th, five days after they'd last been sighted, but four days before the abandoned truck had been found by the police. An 11-page hate letter written by Sherilyn to Bobby was found stating that he didn't care about their daughter, she wanted a divorce, and a lengthy list of things she hated about him. They also found footage of the Jamison's CCTV feed around their house in New Follow, which shows them loading up the pickup truck before their trip to Red Oak. The footage supposedly shows the family packing in a trance, making a great deal of back-and-forth trips, sometimes not carrying at all, carrying anything at all, or sometimes carrying the same things to the truck and then back in the house, and then back to the truck, and then back to the house. They would appear to sometimes just stop and stare into space for a while, uh, did not appear to communicate with each other at any point, and even appeared to change clothes a number of times. I say appeared, and supposedly because the footage they have released is straight potato, and I don't know how you can see anything. Like, I've watched it. I don't know. You, It's like three frames per second, and you can't see anybody's face. Dude, it's like a flipping four megapixel camera with a frame rate of four. <laughs> right, if I had a, a dollar for every pixel on that footage, I'd have 75 cents. You have that much? <laughs> um, again, that is uh, directly from the mouth of the sheriff at the time. Maybe they have some kind of like, you know, crazy CSI computer program where they can enhance things. Or maybe the original footage was much clearer than the one released to the public. I don't necessarily doubt that. Um, you know, the police are not known to release all of the information at once, which is fine. You can see them, obviously, going back and forth. It does appear at one point that Bobby changes his shirt because he's wearing a white shirt, and then at one point he's wearing, like, a brown shirt. Uh, I don't know. Again, this is this is what the sheriff at the time had said. He also showed the footage to a psychologist, uh, and the psychologist was also um, concerned about them. It is very strange, but I don't know. Missing, in fact, from the truck was... Sherilyn's pistol, which has actually never been found, either in their home or in the truck. Also, the footage shows her loading a brown suitcase into the truck, and that suitcase has also not been found. It's believed that there's important information in that suitcase, but what it is, we cannot say. And also, obviously, the $32,000 in cash is extremely strange because they obviously were having money trouble. So where they got that money is completely unknown. But in October 2009, they went missing. In November 2013, the bodies of Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison were found by hunters less than three miles away from where the truck was found. I will say again, it was a heavily wooded area with some hills. I don't know how they didn't find them three miles away. County Sheriff did launch a really solid search. Uh, there were dog, there were uh, sniffer dogs and everything, which I always appreciate. The sniffer dogs uh, kept trying to go to a, a water tower that was nearby, but the water tower was drained and there was never anything found in it, so I don't know what that was about. Maybe the doggies were thirsty. I don't know. 
But regardless, uh, less than three miles away from where their truck was found, bodies were so decomposed the cause of death could not be determined. A small hole was found in Bobby's skull, but there is no definitive answer as to what caused it. It could have been a shot from a gun, or it could have just been the result of animal scavenging. One other strange, sort of strange uh, piece of evidence is a photo of Madison that was taken on one of the cell phones, which is the last photo taken of her, where she seems to be very distressed. She's not looking at the camera. She's making sort of a grimace with her face. Her arms are crossed. Her grandmother, uh, Bobby's mom, Starlet, said that um, that was not standard for Madison as she loved to be in pictures. And that she believes that the person who took that picture was not Bobby or Sherilyn. But as of this time, there are no leads. There is really no evidence. There's no cause of death. And there's really no... There's no answers. There is no answers. But if you have any information regarding the disappearance of the Jameson family or anything going on in that particular corner of Oklahoma, you can please call the Latimer County Sheriff's Department at 918-465-4012. Please do. You can do it anonymously. Find out what happened to them. It's very sad. All right. Now I think we're going to talk about some theories. There are a great deal of theories about this case, and really none of them can be ruled out because we just don't have enough information about what happened. Right. Would you like to start? All righty. So the first one is the, they were victims of a cult. Um, this is, after the family's disappearance, police searched for, you know, a fella home and recovery security footage and of Bobby and all them in the truck and showing them the video with the slow movements and blah, blah, blah. Some people believe that there was an unknown assailant that was present during the recording. Which could explain why Bobby's clothes appeared to change over actually two people there. Right. Um, Which is an interesting theory because you can't really see their face. <laughs> right. Um, Sherilyn's mother, mother um, Connie, uh, told the belief she believes a religious cult could be behind the killings. I mean, I suppose. I, I think that cults aren't really real in the sense that people think they are. Like, you always hear about, oh, it's a, it's a cult and cults are murdering people. Like, no, it's not. It's... No, it's not even a thing. There's one good evidence of one. Okay. The well, KKK. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the KKK is a cult. They kill people, but... But other than that, that you count. really don't hear anything. Usually it's right. mass suicides or something or, you like know, that. drug dealers or whatever. Like, a cult is just, like, a word to scare people. I don't think it really means anything, so... I don't know. Unless you're watching Midsummer. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Anyway, next theory. Uh, they were engaged in spiritual warfare and lost. Uh, this goes back to the going into the Satanic Bible and the Witch's Bible and his asking of if there are special bullets to kill. Yeah. You know, ghosts, I guess. I mean, I will say that that's weird. Like, that's, right. not a, that's not really a thing that you ask commonly, you know? 
Other people did believe the Jameson's house was haunted, including Sherilyn's uh, one friend, Nikki. She said it was had a very uncomfortable, pervasive atmosphere. But, I mean, I don't think that's really how ghosts work. But I could be... Maybe they were possessed, you know? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I find it unlikely, but... That's, I mean, that's this, certainly this... the spookiest right. of the theories. That and, they were and... possessed, which is... Why they look so weird and trance-like and stop to stare into space. I mean, not only that, that would mean that this would be like the first ever actual documented spirit killing. Yeah, murder by ghost. So I don't know. Right. It's not a Stephen King novel. I don't think that happens in real life. Uh, Let's see. I don't like that one. Everybody talks about that one. Oh, yeah, that one. That theory is that it was the border... Kenneth, uh, what was it, Barrows? Barrows? Burrows? The guy that was living with them where, uh, Sherilyn had to shoot a warning shot at him. I feel like that's unlikely. They said he had an alibi. He's not a suspect. Right. I mean, I don't think he did it. Maybe he told his white supremacist friends and maybe they had something to do with it, but that right. one person, I will not lay any blame on him. Right. Even like, though he's probably a racist bastard, but I don't think he's a murderous racist bastard. At least regarding this case. Alright. So on to the next one. They were going into witness protection. Okay. But why were they going into witness protection? See, that, like... That's kind of vague. I I, I guess to get away from the meth dealers. I mean, I guess That they turned in, but... Are meth dealers at, like... Maybe there's like a huge drug kingpin like uh, Heisenberg, right? Like in Oklahoma. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Why wouldn't they take the dog though? Why would you leave her? You would take the dog. Well, I mean, they ended up dead, so I mean, fail. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe it wasn't their bodies. Maybe they just said it was their bodies, and they're alive and well in witness protection. But you would take the dog. You would take the dog. And no, you would take no. your $32,000 in cash. No, you would take the dog. Listen, Madison loved that dog. They would they would have taken the dog for her. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's why she looks so grumpy in the picture. <sighs> Maybe. Then why would you take a picture, though? I don't know. I don't know. Witness protection, don't really hate it, but I don't really feel like there's a lot of evidence for it. Right. All right, next one. Bobby's father made good on his threats. I also doubt that. Yeah, that seems unlikely. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, he died of a heart attack. So I'm going to assume he was not in good health two months before he died. So maybe, you know, he contracted his Mexican mafia friends to do it. But then, you know, why would he kill them and leave the money to Madison, who also was dead? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he right. didn't want Madison to die because she was only six, and they just took it upon themselves. I don't know. Right. I, I'm also going to rank that one as pretty unlikely, although obviously it doesn't look great for him, all things considered. But he's dead, so can't really do anything about it one way or the other. Right. I'm also going to skip over this one and not even really talk about it because it was not a meth deal gone wrong. Meth deal gone wrong. Yes, there is... It, the car would have been ransacked. Yes, it was a theory that they were going into a like a one-time only meth deal of some sort in order to help them with their financial issues. But 
If that was the case, I believe the drug dealers would have ransacked the car and found $32,000 in cash. You don't walk away from $32,000 in cash. I don't care who you are or what you're doing. If you find it, you're taking it with you. Also, the car did not appear to be ransacked because the dog would have probably run away. So, right. for whatever reason, the Jamesons left their car on purpose of more or less their own volition. And the car was not touched until the police found it nine days later. Right. Uh, it was a murder-suicide. That is indeed a very common theory. That is a very common one. I mean, I understand why they think it could be that, but I don't understand why they believe it would be Cheryl. Like, I know she had bipolar and she was with depression, but that's mostly a you issue and you don't want to harm anybody else or do anything to anybody else because you're the one depressed. Right. Um... But then again, that's also where the bipolar kicks in. But we don't know which type of bipolar she right. had. Right. And they don't really get into it. Because no. everybody just labels everything bipolar. Right. So. Um, I don't know. Again, she did have a gun that was never found. Not in the truck or in the house or with the bodies. So if it was murder-suicide, you would have found the gun. I mean, you can't hide the gun when you're dead. You know? So. And the ghost took it. Yeah, I feel like that alone kind of just cuts that one right out. Because right. how are you going to hide a gun after you've used it to kill yourself? Uh, they faked their own deaths. And that kind of goes back to the uh, yeah. witness protection. So right. I don't yeah. think that they would do that. They, you know, love their family. So Disorientated from carbon monoxide. Uh, they spent too much time outside. They would have been cured. Because of all the oxygen they would have taken in, yes, that might explain why at the house they were moving methodically and zoning in and out. But once they hit fresher air and, like, for so long, they would have come back out from it. Well, it yeah, it could have been that they just wandered, like, right there. So they could have wandered in the mountains... While they were disoriented and then got lost and then couldn't find their way back. But again, that doesn't really explain how they died. Did no. they all just lay down and die in the woods? No. They no, wouldn't have I been found that. together. Because there, there was hunters out there. Right. And they would have been poaching and everything else. It's not <laughs> like, you know, they would have been screaming, yelling, and the hunters would have noticed, right. you know, different animal tracks. Why are they running away from this way? Who the hell is yelling? Yeah. You know, and go figure out what's going on. Um, right. Because now you're messing with their prey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, there, there's... I do want to point out that all three of the bodies were found together. Right. In the same place. It wasn't like they were scattered in different places. They were all together in the same place. So, there's really... And that that's the problem that... The, the former county sheriff had was that there was no answer that was either 100% made sense or that could 100% be ruled out. I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, there's a few of these that could probably be 100% ruled out. Yeah. We know they weren't lost. Right. I mean, my my best guess is that they probably stumbled into some kind of a drug deal or drug 
flap or something illegal that they weren't supposed to see. But again, it doesn't explain when they didn't check the car. Like, yeah, see, that, like, that's the thing I have with, you know. They would have checked the car. Like, you're a bunch of druggies in the fucking hells of Oklahoma. You're gonna check the car. Because the car was unlocked, right? Uh, no, the car was locked. Oh, so maybe that's why they didn't check the car. Yeah, but they could have gotten the keys from them. Keys weren't found in the car. Where were the keys? Not found. I don't know. Um, or I, heard, I haven't heard anything about found keys. Hang on. You're gonna make me Google this shit. And I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just cut the whole witchcraft thing out because I have plenty of witchcraft things, and I've never been possessed by a ghost, nor have I wanted to murder my family. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's no mention of the keys anywhere that I can find. I mean, they could have just considered. Oh no, the car keys were locked in the truck. See? Oh, interesting. Car keys are locked, and in... you can't even break in a window. Yeah, but they, they're not going to do that because then the car alarm will go off and draw attention. And then if it has a, a low jack in there, it's going to send the signal out. I mean, I feel like they wouldn't care that much about it, though, you know? like Yeah, yeah. let's send cops out where I'm doing a drug deal or have a lab. Okay, but then, I mean, they found the truck anyway. I mean, and they did a search and they didn't find anything. Including a drug lab. So either it was like a mobile drug lab, like, again, Heisenberg in the trailer. Right. Kind of a hilarious idea, but, I mean, I don't know. If you're a bunch of fucking meth users in the back-ass woods of Oklahoma, and you find this family, you get them out of their car, and then you're going to be like, what can I use in this car to sell for money that I can buy drugs with? Right. Or... This is how they got the $32,000. A bunch of hunters got together and wanted to play the most dangerous game. <laughs> no. They lost. No. Why not? That's dumb. Why is it dumb? I don't know. That's really unlikely. That's like just as unlikely as ghosts, in my opinion. I don't know. You never know. It's a theory. It doesn't have to be awesome. It's a theory. Yeah. Well, that's a dodgy theory. That's just, That's you pretty know. dodgy. <clears throat> but I still like my theory the best. You ready? Yeah. So, I still think it could have been a cop. I, I mean, I'm not here to libel or slander, you know, I'm not the Latimer County I, like, or right, like Red I, Oak. City police. Right. We'll like, say the Latimer County Sheriff at the time seems like a very good man. Right. Like, I, I'm, I'm not <laughs> specifically blaming anyone or anyone from any division. I'm just saying right. it could have been a fake cop. Someone that, you know, True. pulled them over. And that's why they were out of the truck. That's how the keys got locked in the truck. Right. You know, that's why there was no struggle. See. But who that who that person is and why they did it is still unknown. Right. Like I can only go up from theories from there. Right. But I I think it's interesting now that I'm thinking about it that the keys were locked in the car because if you're just you know pulling out to go for a walk you're gonna take your keys with you. I mean I always don't. Well yeah but. But I have a keypad on the car. Right, and I'm I'm assuming they have an older car. I mean, you saw that truck. It was... Yeah, it was 
That doesn't have a keypad on the outside. Right. So you would be in the habit of taking your keys with you, which makes me think that the keys were left on purpose, which makes me think that they knew something was wrong when they left the car. Right. But I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Somebody knows. Somebody out there in Oklahoma knows. Maybe. They might be dead now. I mean, I guess. Especially if they were doing meth. Terrible. But, yeah. I don't know. It's a mystery. But, again, if you know anything about their disappearance, please, again, contact the Latimer County Sheriff's Department at 918-465-4012. Let's figure out what happened to these people, because that's really sad. It is sad. Alright, do we have any idea what we're gonna... Nope. No right. idea what we're going to be doing next time, folks. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. Wow. <laughs> Alrighty. So, either yeah. an unsolved mystery, ghost, or... I should do something spooky this time. The next time. Eh, we'll see. It's, it's time. Leave them on their edge of their seats. It's time for a spooky. But anyway. Until <laughs> next time. Until next time, stranger things have happened. <laughs>